Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. Thanks for listening. Your Friday edition. Yes, there is a football game for LSU this weekend. It got cleared this morning that LSU and Arkansas are going to actually kick off at 11 a.m. Central on the SEC Network Saturday morning. We'll have your coverage on Go 24-7, but first, to preview LSU-Arkansas, with me is Sonny Ship. Sonny, thanks for being with me on this Friday. We waited a long time to see if this game was actually going to be played uh, and to see if we were going to be talking about something else on this podcast to wrap up the week. But we do have football on Saturday, and it'll be LSU's first game in 21 days. Arkansas is pretty thin from all accounts from what Sam Pittman has said this week. But uh, at the end of the day, LSU hasn't really played its best football. Arkansas is playing above really where I think they – thought they certainly were going into this year. And so this one should be one of those close SEC battles. Uh, yeah, uh, on paper. But on paper, LSU should have, uh, you know, easily beat Mississippi State, should have easily beat Missouri. So who who knows how this is, uh, you know, who knows which LSU team is going to show up on Saturday and then also which Arkansas team is going to show up just because – I mean, you know, if they were dangerously close to not having 53 scholarship players available, if they're going to be minus close to, uh, you know, close to 30 players on Saturday. And so, you know, how many of those are going to be uh, are going to be key contributors? Hearing some scuttlebutt that Traylon Burks, the leading receiver, could be out. Hearing that uh, that a couple of defenders in the front seven could be out too. So, uh, you know, that remains to be seen. But, uh, you know, a lot of questions for LSU, how they come off this 21-day layoff, how T.J. Finley bounces back from a disastrous start at Auburn, and uh, whether or not this team plays with uh, plays with pride and plays with energy, something that it's been lacking for way too much this season. Yeah, you mentioned Traylon Burks. Uh, being out for this game for Arkansas, a big piece for them that I've at least heard is going to be available is Felipe Franks, the one-time LSU commit, Florida transfer, who's been you know fairly uh, productive for them this year and been a big reason why they've been able to play above the preseason expectations for Arkansas. Uh, on the flip side, LSU is going to be bringing in a TJ Finley as the starter. Max Johnson returned from his quarantine earlier this week so he didn't really get much practice time during this long layoff and talking with Terrace Marshall this week uh, it was big for them to work together for the most part over these last you know 21 days or so to try and build some chemistry going into this game uh, it's going to be TJ Finley's show for for LSU at least to start at Ogeron's kind of said that you know we should see both quarterbacks but what are you expecting from TJ Finley off after the long layoff well uh, you know, I, I didn't expect I didn't expect him to play as well as he did against South Carolina, but I also didn't expect him to play like he did against Auburn after the way that he played against South Carolina. So how is his mental makeup? Is he going to be is he going to be worried about making mistakes? Against South Carolina, he slung the ball with confidence. Uh LSU's receivers caught the ball with confidence. 
against Auburn. Three turnovers, two picks, one fumble. Is he going to is he going to be hesitant about making that mistake? Because he got yanked for Max Johnson against Auburn. And Ed Orgeron knows that he can't turn the ball over three times in the first half against Arkansas and have a chance to win in the fourth quarter. But if he can just give them in between, if he can give them something in between South Carolina and in between Auburn and LSU can establish some semblance of a rushing attack, something that it couldn't do at Auburn, averaging 1.1 yards a carry, then I think LSU will have a chance going into that fourth quarter. But, um, you know, LSU definitely needs a – they definitely need a good game from T.J. Finley. But more importantly than that, they've got to establish a running game and not put it all on the true freshman's shoulder. I'm with you on that. And when you're talking about going on the road – that that's always important is, is a good running game to kind of let things settle in, maybe win the time of possession battle. That would be, go a long way to helping LSU come away with a win over Arkansas, something they've done you know, for the most part uh, since Ed Ogeron has taken over this program is whether they've lost Alabama or beaten Alabama, they've taken care of business against Arkansas. And now granted Arkansas had really fallen on some rough times under Chad Morris for sure. But you look at uh, this team under Sam Pittman, uh, they're playing really good defense for the most part, I think, uh, with you know, in terms of their relative to their expectations going into the year. Under Barry Odom, he's going to have a lot to say about the success of this LSU offense uh, against Arkansas. I think he's going to look at what Kevin Steele did uh, from Auburn's vantage point to TJ Finley and the LSU offense and probably try to concoct a similar plan uh, for the Razorbacks. He's, he, Barry Odom is one of the better defensive coordinators in college football a really good hire by Sam Pittman. What are you expecting from this Arkansas defense? We obviously don't know as much about you know, their personnel and who might be out, who might be in. But for the most part, uh, they've really played really hard, I think, much of this year. Yeah, they lead the country and uh, with 13 interceptions. So, uh, you know, they're, they're going to they're gonna create a little havoc. They're going to – Barry Odom is known for having a defense that tries to confuse the uh, the quarterbacks. They haven't been really. Uh, they haven't been overly successful at getting after the quarterback, at putting pressure, and actually uh, taking him down with sacks. So I think that's going to see some be something that you see is uh, he's going to bring the house at T.J. Finley early and often to try to see if he can force a mistake. If he can force an early turnover, then you have to uh, you, you have to think that uh, that Finley. Will uh will kind of uh you know start to pull the reins back a little bit and, and that's the in my opinion that's the worst thing a gunslinger like he uh can do you know the the um you know one of the keys that I mentioned was that LSU has to establish a running game and uh you know I, I think that I don't think there's any question that Barry Odom knows that too and so I imagine that they'll come out. You may not be able to put eight in a box, but I imagine they'll come out. They're going to put some. Uh, they're going to put their their DBs one on one, and uh, they're going to try to get an extra defender into the box to uh, to be able to contain that run and to be able to try to uh, send some extra pressure to get after Finley. But you know Barry Odom, like you said, known as one of the best defensive coordinators in the game, and um, I know that there's a lot of LSU fans right now who wonder what if what if LSU would have been able to get Barry Odom. Yeah, that there's no doubt about that. I mean, Sam Pittman going out and getting Barry Odom and uh, the way LSU's defense is playing, at least uh, going into their long layoff, was uh, uh, not what LSU fans were expecting by any means. I mean, just looking at 
uh, your stat sheet you put together, Sonny, just uh, you know, near the bottom of the SEC uh, in, in so many ways. Uh, and I think the big thing is going to be getting pressure on Kyle Trask for Bo Pelini, something LSU's defense has actually had uh, success uh, you know, for the most part. Uh, they're, they've been really good in the red zone. They're actually number three in the SEC in red zone uh, conversion percentage. But Arkansas is also uh, you know, fairly good uh, in converting in the red zone. So that could be you know, a critical part of this, especially with uh, the rain that is expected to be in the, in the Fayetteville area Saturday. This could be a game where that if there is some slop to it, that field goals and, and finishing in the red zone could play a big part if points, you know, kind of become a premium if the weather isn't ideal. Uh, but you look at what L, what LSU is facing uh, in the Arkansas backfield with Traylon Smith and Rakeem Boyd. Uh, they've, they've uh, you know, had, they have exactly 750 yards on the ground uh, this year in comparison to kind of give you a reference on this. Uh, and I know LSU hasn't played nearly the amount of games Arkansas has, um, but uh, John Emery and, and Ty Davis Price uh, are right at um, 500 total yards together uh, with, I believe, just uh, just one, uh, two games uh, less. So, I mean, you know, Traylon Smith and, and uh, Rakeem Boyd, two of the better backs, I think, in the SEC. LSU is going to have to find a way to you know defend that and to slow them down and, and maybe just maybe put the game on. Uh, Felipe Franks' shoulders, uh, he, he can make some plays. He's played better. Um, but I, I think for the most part, if they can shut down the run game and, and make Arkansas one-dimensional, that would go a long way to, uh, to getting a win. Yeah. The problem is that Felipe Franks is, has played a lot better than, uh, you know, a lot better than anyone expected that he would this year, completing 68% of his passes, 16 touchdowns, three interceptions. And he's actually made some plays with his feet, too. And so, uh, you know, LSU hasn't shown that it can stop any offense with, uh, with a legitimate passing attack. Um, to have a chance to, to, to have a chance on the second and the, and the third level, they've got to be able to get some pressure out, uh, on Felipe Franks. In LSU's two losses, they've got, they've got one sack against Missouri, and against Auburn. Now, granted, against Mississippi State, they generated five. But, um, you know, that's been the outlier as far as their losses so far. And so that's going to be a big key. They've got to get after the quarterback. They've got to get Felipe Franks moving. They've got to get his mind, uh, his mind working to where it's, uh, it's in overdrive a little bit. And if they can do that, then, um, you know, then I think this is a ball game going into the final 15 minutes. They haven't shown the ability to do that yet this year. So, uh, you know, it's hard to put too much stock into, uh, into this defense all of a sudden coming out after such a long layoff, uh, playing with, uh, you know, playing on the same page, communicating properly, uh, playing with the proper technique, and basically fixing all of the issues that we have seen this season. Um, you know, so, so that's a, that's a major key right there is that they've got to pressure Felipe Franks. They can't let him just, they can't let him sit back there like they allowed Bo Nix and like they allowed Missouri's quarterback, uh, young quarterback to do in, uh, in those games, they just let him sit back there, pick them apart. And if that happens on uh, if that happens again on Saturday, I think Felipe Franks is more than, uh, more than, um, 
<laughs> that he has the capacity to come out and to uh, to make them pay just like the other quarterbacks that they faced this year in their uh, you know in the losses LSU has racked up. Shay and I talked about this on on Monday with this game and kind of looking at somebody who has to step up. Uh, you know, I said Terrace Marshall, who's who's your guy that for LSU to win really has to have a strong game. And, and I think before you answer that, the twenty one day layoff, you mentioned the defense communication at this point on the defense has to be ironed out. You've had 21 days to, to all come together and meet virtually and do all that. They've been doing that while, you know, a lot of the team has been quarantined. You've got to be on the same page defensively in terms of communicating by this point uh, with that long layoff, with, with all that time to fix. But uh, that's just my take on, on where they should be communication wise, which would go a long way to slowing them down. Yeah, I could uh you know you know picking picking one player instead of picking one player, I think I think what I'll do is I'll pick one group. And I that's the offensive line because if the offensive line does not play as well as it did against South Carolina, as well as it did against Vanderbilt, it doesn't matter which LSU player comes out and has a big game because if the offensive line is not protecting Finley or Max Johnson, if they're not gener- if they're not opening some holes, for the running game, then there isn't one player on LSU's offensive side of the ball that is going to be a difference, in my opinion. You know, I I, I just don't see it. Um, you know, I like your pick about Terrace Marshall. I think he absolutely has to play. It has to show up big because let's face it, Racy McMath has been a major disappointment this year. Eleven catches in five games. You know, that's not going to cut it. Eric Gilbert. He's played well, but then he's kind of gone missing at times. Um, you know, so so he's another guy. But if you start, if you look at someone who could, who could, uh, who I guess who could come from the shadows and have a big game that you may not be expecting, I really think Kayshawn Butte is on the verge is on the verge of breaking a big one, breaking a long one, and he just seems like the light. It just seems like the light is shining brighter and brighter with him with each passing game. So, uh, you know, he's a, he, he's a guy that I kind of circle as someone who has not really, um, you know, been a difference maker yet this year, but who I think could potentially be one. Yeah, that'd be a great pick and a big boost and, and would help Terrace Marshall uh, get open and certainly get some receptions uh, in this one. Sonny, let's get to some predictions. I sent you mine uh, with, with the game preview. I've got LSU 20-17, to 17, kind of low scoring. Uh, I, I'm kind of taking into consideration some of uh, the weather in the area. That, that could be a factor. But uh, one thing uh, as well is if LSU is going to win this game, in, in my opinion, the way the offense has played, uh, you know, since I, I think, uh, you know, the South Carolina game, I guess that's only the Auburn game looking back at it now. But uh, with, with the layoff, I think there, there could very well be some rust. So a lot of these guys just got back to practice this week. Uh, but for LSU to have a chance to win this game, I think it's got to be a little bit more of a low-scoring affair. I think the defense has to step up. If it's getting into a track meet, and, you know, this isn't, uh, this isn't a knock on T.J. Finley and Max Johnson, but whoever's playing quarterback at LSU, I just don't, I don't think with this Arkansas defense you're going to be able to put up a ton of points with where the LSU offense is at. So it's got to be a clean game from LSU's offensive perspective. I, I don't know if they're going to be able to move the ball like they'd like to. Uh, which is kind of why I see it panning out as a lower scoring affair. Um, but anyway, I, I've got LSU twenty to seventeen in this one. Maybe a Cade York game winner. 
All right, 2017. I don't have as much confidence as you in a lot of things. <laughs> I don't think the weather is going to be as big of an issue. Uh, it's Last I checked, it was about a 35% chance of rain around kickoff and pretty much throughout the game. And so I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a high scoring affair. Um, you know, obviously how many, you know, who is out for Arkansas is going to, uh, is going to make a, uh, you know, it could make a huge difference in this right here, but how does LSU come out? You know, how do they come out after their worst loss since the, uh, since the mid nineties, all the right happened thing, all the right things happened this week. They got a healthier sources said they had a strong week of practice. They had energy. They had fire after the players-only meeting, after Terrace Marshall addressed the team. Some other veterans arrested, um, addressed the team. On paper, uh, you know, like I said before, this was a game LSU should win, but so was the, uh, you know, so were two uh, the other two, Missouri and Mississippi State, that they, that they were upset in. I do believe that LSU is going to have a chance to win this in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, to do that, uh, to be able to win it in the fourth quarter, however, that's going to hinge on the defense getting stops in crunch time. And I just don't have the confidence that they will. Um, prove me wrong. Uh, you know, play, uh, play to the level that you have on paper, and then LSU wins this. The problem is, is LSU hasn't played close to that level on paper. So I've got Arkansas, uh, I've got Arkansas 34 to 30. We'll have to see how this one pans out. We've got two totally different ideas on how it could uh, go down in Fayetteville, 11 a.m. on on Saturday. But I, I think, one, I'm excited for football to be back. The last time I said prove me wrong to LSU, they went out and, and thumped South Carolina. Now, fast forward. And in 2020, I think the only thing people had right was looking at the preseason that Ed Ogeron uh, and that game against South Carolina would end up being one of the things that got uh, Will Muschamp fired. So at least I guess we got that right uh, going into that game. Yeah, like you said, that is about the only thing <laughs> that has been right so far. And, um, you know, you just uh, – I'm, I'm like you. We need some football. Um, you know, I can't handle any more honeydew projects on Saturdays with uh with LSU not playing I don't have a reason to just sit there and veg on the couch all day so uh you know I needed this my wife needed my marriage needed this right here <laughs> hey that look all the honeydew projects that's why I've just managed to stay single all these years so um no uh we're gonna be uh bringing you guys all the coverage uh, of LSU Arkansas football is back for LSU the green light is on uh LSU set to travel Friday uh, up to Fayetteville and uh, like I said, we'll have football. It's going to be a good feeling. Sonny, enjoy the game. All of our listeners, enjoy the game. Keep it locked on Go 24-7. A quick reminder to leave us a rating and leave us a review and subscribe to the Go 24-7 podcast. Appreciate everybody who subscribed during our big promo this week. Uh, check back around Black Friday. There might be another one uh, in the future. But until next time, guys, thanks for listening. Enjoy the game and uh, have a great weekend. Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 